Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Monday. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in for another episode of The Thinking Project. And before I introduce my phenomenal guest today, I wanted to let you know about following me on social media, uh, joining the newsletter and all that good stuff, and my new Locals community, which is $5 a month, where you get early access to these videos and live weeklies with me and a networking community that you just can't beat, $5 a month, uh, along with my sales training program. There's a lot of cool things going on, a lot of really amazing people to meet. So join that. All the links will be in the description below. And without further ado, let me introduce Daniel Adams, who is the premier relationship coach. We had an amazing conversation. I've known Daniel for a while. This podcast has been on the books for a minute, uh, but we finally got it done to bring you guys an amazing conversation. So with all that being said, Daniel Adams, and thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy and share with your friends. All right, Daniel, we're rolling. Thank you so much for being here. 100%. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> Absolutely. We've, uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, mostly on my end. So I, I appreciate that we uh, that we finally got it done. Really grateful for that. Totally, it's good to, good to be here with you, Dalton. Absolutely. Um, well, great, dude. And I'm excited because I know I, I know what you do. I, I know um, you know we've talked in the past uh, quite a bit, and um, I think it's really interesting that you choose to focus on. And you can tell me, and and I'll let you tell in your own words. But but premier relationship coaching for small business owners to free up all that energy. Tell me more about that and tell me, you know, what that entails. Start with this. Every problem and every solution is deeply tied to a relationship. Whether that's relationship with self, whether that's relationship with my understanding of God, whether that's relationship with spouse, whether that's relationship with clients, whether that's relationship with my kids, relationship with vendors, relationship with YouTube, Facebook, wherever we're live today, right? Everything <laughs> right. is created through relationships. Every problem is rooted in a relationship. Every solution is rooted in a relationship. And my wife yeah. was actually telling me today, she's like, are you really going to tell people that you're the premier relationship coach in the marketplace? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, <laughs> this is the premier destination to free up emotional capital. What do I mean by emotional capital? Everybody's aware of financial capital, you know, and we've got all the pie charts of like, where are you budgeting <laughs> your money? You yes. Know, for overhead, for all the things right right what i'm noticing is everybody also has a bank of emotional capital where my time and my energy and what i think about all the time gets budgeted most people are unaware where their biggest allocations are going of their emotional capital yeah and especially yeah. for small business owners, because like to pretend that my personal life doesn't affect what's happening in my business and to pretend like what's happening in my business doesn't affect my personal life. It's one of the yeah. biggest fallacies out there, right? <laughs> like how long can we hide? Like, uh-uh, can't happen. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. So what I love to do for small business owners is just get super clear on this emotional capital. Like, yeah. What's in my space? What are key relationships? How are those looking? What's my key relationship with self? Uh, well, the metrics there. Am I telling the truth? Am I keeping my word? Am I committing to more than I can handle? Am I over-promising and letting the ball drop? Is that a habit for me? That probably is going to show up in my revenue too. Or am I under-promising and over-delivering consistently? And I bet that's going to show up in profit, right? And that's what I guide small business owners through is just looking at these micro habits, yeah. examining these, re these relationships to see where we're clean and what needs to get cleaned up. And this is like the biggest breakthroughs I see. Because for so many small business owners, like A, they just want to help people. B, they're doing it for their families in the first place. So when their families are a mess, it's like, well, why the hell am I doing all this stuff, you know? 
yeah, yeah. Like I'm doing it all for my family. My family's the one complaining I'm never home. Like this is jacked mm. up. You know, I did this for time and money freedom. I did this because God inspired me to make this business. I did this because I wanted to make a difference. <laughs> I did this because I want to work for myself. I did this because I want to help people. And it's like, yeah, yeah. we got to get you free so you can help. <laughs> and so your home life can be awesome too. So that's, that's yeah. what we guide people through. Yeah. I, uh, man, there's a lot to unpack in that. <laughs> right. Because, uh, Fire hosing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just, there's a lot to like really go into, you know, one of the first things when you were talking at the beginning is like emotional banks. And that's something that I've learned that I learned in sales and that's, um, and you know, just about like emotional deposits and before you can start asking people, you got to like, you know what I mean? You got to give right. and, and, and they've, there's got to be something to take before you can like ask. Right. And, uh, and that, so, so I love that. I also love the fact and, and totally agree with you in the sense that uh, I used to hear that early on in my sales career. Like we would be, we were in a doggy dog set. We were on the sales floor of a ruthless industry and a ruthless company. And they would just be like, listen, you got problems at home. Leave like, and they would like <laughs> pr pretend like you got a bag on your shoulder and leave it at the front door because when you come in here, Right. And I'm just like, how does that work? Cause like, right. I know no one's doing that. I know nobody's doing that. Like how can humans do, like, we can compartmentalize all we want, but like, sure, sure. It's, it's just not how <laughs> humans work. No, 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 no. It's not how because, we're wired. No. And, and it just removes a lot of like empathy from the situation. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it just, yeah. It, yeah. You're right. It like just kind of dehumanizes everybody. Like you're, you're just a, uh, you know, like none of that matters. And, and uh, so, yeah, I've never, I've never really agreed with that, but let me ask you this. So I guess we can dive right into that question, right? How do you, how do you remedy that in the sense that you talking with small business owners, they have to, I mean, how do you navigate this? Because I'm sure it's not a, you know, it's not a, a quick thing, right? For some people, it can go pretty quick. Often there's like layers and layers and layers of this. And like, you know, we'll handle one layer and then we'll come back around. They're like, hey, I thought we handled this. Like you totally did. And there's another round of it to handle here at a deeper level. So like both are true. Yeah, yeah. Part of the method to this is one, I got to get real comfortable telling the truth. This is in the small things. This is in the yeah. big things, right? Because we've got all these taboos about money. Right? right? Is it really appropriate to like say how much money you make or how much money you spent or whatever, right? right? It's like there's all this taboo about debt, about earnings, about whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, sex and pleasure is the same way. And we've got this massive pornography thing going on where we're pretending like 85% of people are not using it in this $14 billion industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. So. so like there's this culture of like, you know, yeah, I read a book. Yeah, <laughs> I read a book called uh, I read a book called Everybody Lies. <laughs> Dude, it's yes. a it's a marketing book, right? But he's like, he's like, uh, the one of the ones was about, you know, sex. And he's like, you know, 80% of women say they use condoms and 50% of men say they use condoms, but like condom sales are like way down. And he's like, somebody's lying because the number <laughs> <laughs> there's a gap here yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know like, and it's subtle lies dude like when my wife says hey you want anything from the store and in my mind i'm like yeah i want some strawberries i want you to buy two ribeyes i'd love for you to grab some more barbecue sauce but like i say nah right yeah it's yeah. this mini <laughs> lie and like how many of those do i have in a day right and back to this key yeah, relationship yeah. like i'm not telling the truth in these little ways and that shows up in big ways so it's not like, you know, people have to like confess all their craziest stuff when we work together. Right. And like, there's a certain vulnerability that comes with these micro habits of just simply telling the truth. And so, so, many so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I guess just to, to, to overview, you know, the method that you asked about one's tell the mm -hmm. truth. Two is get comfortable with emotion and three is take massive action. <laughs> so we can, you know, yeah. we're diving into the tell the truth piece. Um, go ahead with your question. I'd love to come yeah, back. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm glad that you finished because I, I don't remember that one. I probably wasn't supposed <laughs> to ask it. So, but I think it's, I think it's interesting. You So get comfortable with emotions. That is something that I have always struggled with. And probably I feel like, 
they're connected almost and like being being comfortable with honesty and i was actually just talking to all right let's be vulnerable i was actually just talking with a therapist about this earlier today about how like yeah about how like there's a connection between being comfortable or like um being really comfortable with honesty and then also being comfortable with the emotions because like that's a tough i think that's harder than being comfortable with on like because i can be honest but am i ready for all of that all of the emotion that comes with it that's what stops me personally from telling the truth yeah me too that's that's what stops my clients from telling the truth that's what stops whoever (laughs) i'm talking to from telling the truth is like typically we're afraid of the emotion that will follow Right. How many, especially small business owners. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I'm in this to help people. I don't want to disappoint anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's sadness in there and that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I go to church, every single person that cries at church apologizes for crying. Yeah. Like we're not comfortable (laughs) with sadness. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like we need to hug whoever's crying as soon as possible so we can get them to not cry. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And there's, you know, there's cultural conditioning pieces to this. There's sure there's genetics to this, right? My brainstem is literally has a job to keep me safe. And emotion is not safe. Emotion is a threat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of what complicates relationships, right? Especially for most dudes. It's like, you know, life is simple. If I ask my wife, she wants to go on a date. Like, let it be simple. Let her say yes or no. But she might be like, well, yeah, I want to go, but I just started menstruating. So I don't really want to go right now, but we could probably go out to eat somewhere. Where do you want to go to eat? And I say someplace and she's like, no, we can't go there. And it's like, well, where do you want to eat? Right. And it's, there's this whole exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're deep in, in this emotional I don't, you know, emotion is not safe. And then like, am I safe to really say what I really think and have that be received? Right. Cause like most men are programmed to see women be happy. Mm. And anytime that they're sad or angry or fearful or too happy, like, well, don't, you know, don't brag too much. Don't, (laughs) don't be a show off. Don't be cocky. Sure. You know, emotion is so threatening. And so part of, part of the awareness to raise is like, what if emotion was simply neutral and natural? Yeah. What if it's just our inheritance as mammals? Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've come from a school of, you know, and I've, I've been doing this for a long time, but like a school of like stoicism where it's not about emotional control. It's about like management and Mm -hmm. they just come and go, right. You, you just, you let the emotion stay as long as it needs to. And then you let it go whenever it's ready. Right so happy yeah yeah so easier said than done though right like it took me a long time to learn that principle like longer than like where's the high school class of like you know how to manage (laughs) your emotions like that's not getting taught sure sure yes we could yes we could have a long discussion on forget profit and loss statements and how to balance a credit card (laughs) and what on earth compounding interest means like sure you know that class would be good too but like yeah sure emotional resilience and you know yeah no kidding nobody teaches what those a- skills and our parents have no freaking idea they just told us to no. stop crying because they yeah. weren't ready they didn't have the capacity <laughs> to handle what we were going through right like here's your show yeah. don't cry sure and so there's this movement right and like we've been trained both genetically by our brainstem trying to keep us safe and then conditioned to like not emote you know mm-hmm. For most people, anger is a hurtful thing that hurts people. It's always somebody else's fault. It usually leads to violence and some kind of like big trauma. Mm. Like what if anger didn't have to be at somebody? What if anger could simply be neutral and natural? It's an expression. Like there's no Hawaii without a really (laughs) explosive volcanic event. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fire is like a natural part of creation. It's a natural yeah. part of who we are to have anger. Does it have to be, you know, it's it's the way yeah. we express it that makes it healthy or unhealthy. Right. Is there a way to get in touch with my anger where it's not directed at somebody that results in pain? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I you say just there feel is. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and I would too. Like, I don't think really there's any and by the way, like I've said this before on the podcast, but you know, these like good, it was like a anger, good or bad. Like, I think that's a label that probably, we probably don't need to put on any emotion. Like is happiness good or bad? Like, I don't know. 
right? Like positive emotion, negative emotion. Yeah, like, like I don't who know who decides. Like yeah, what exactly. if it's just yeah. simply it's energy in motion. It's some kind of yeah. expression wanting to live through us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. And you know, like emotions, just one of those topics that I'm not super well versed on. As like to the point, I, I know enough to that like I've been able to you know, see, see, you know, treat my emotions like a stage and just like, all right, mm -hmm. anger's there and I'll, it'll leave, you know, and then when then we're done, right? Like, I think my way of emotional management came from like a Buddhist story of pain and suffering. And that is like when, you know, when they teach like this guy gets shot, gets shot with an arrow and the arrow, the pain is there, right? That would obviously hurt. But the suffering is like you, what the story you tell yourself about why you got shot with the arrow. Right. And, uh, and that's what we do with emotion. It's like, I'm angry, but now I like, why am I like, or why did you make me like, well, then we start getting into like really slippery, dangerous. I'm, I'm trying to pin it on somebody <laughs> or something or some event, right, it's just, if it's the government or, yeah. you know, political thing, <laughs> A, B or C or whatever, you know, or my spouse did this or my kids did this or my parents sure. jacked me up this way. And it's like, all of that blame is part of everybody lies. Yeah. You know, part, part of the antidote here is to come into full accountability for what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And simply tell the truth about it and trust that the people right. around me can handle my full expression. And that's, that's a decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be careful. Yeah. Well, you gotta be, then, then you gotta be really, intentional about who you keep around you then at that point right 100 percent. okay and also make sure i'm doing my own work in the mirror that if like i need to go be angry i'm gonna go handle that yeah i'm gonna go to okay. a rage room <laughs> i'm gonna call yeah. up a buddy i'm gonna go have a freak out in the car by myself i'm gonna yeah. journal for five pages and scribble out whatever needs to be furiously scribbled i'm gonna turn on my metallica and go for a run or go lift <laughs> or whatever and yeah. like, you know, I'm going to go do some BJJ or I'm going to go hit the box. I started boxing recently. Like I'm going to cool. go hit the heavy bag for a while. Yeah. I'm like, let it move. Let Hawaii do its thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the seeds for paradise are there. And now I'm clear to come back to these key relationships with my kids, with my clients, with my spouse. Yeah. And now I'm clear. Now I know what I'm asking for. Now I know, you know what I mean? Because once the anger is gone, I can see again. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, everybody? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Norm Wilkinson, the happy health insurance guy. You know that if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, 1099 employee, finding the right health insurance can be a pain. Not anymore. With Norm, he is an entrepreneur. He is a business owner. So he understands the challenges that we all face every day with health insurance, with finding the right price. And that means that he's better equipped to help us all find the right coverage at the right price. So visit his website, thehappyhealthinsuranceguy.com, or give him a call at 801-687-9191 for a free consultation and policy review. Having a relationship-oriented health insurance agent that will take the time to customize your coverage is amazing and not just another dude at a call center. So give him a call 801-687-9191 or visit him at thehappyhealthinsuranceguide.com. Let him give you a policy review and a free consultation and it'll be the best decision you ever made. Thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's part of it. Um, those are the first two and then and then massive action. But I'm curious, so for for because you're absolutely right. I think that everything's connected. Like if we're small business owners and I like what you mentioned about micro habits, because one of the things I've learned, like coming up on episode two, 200 at the time, this is recording, but Let's coming go. up on episode 200. Yeah. This will be over 200 when, when it airs. And uh, the one, one of the biggest lessons I learned doing my podcast was, um, that the same things that make you successful in life make you successful in business. Like I've never heard anybody say, tell me anything different. They can try, but I'm usually like, yeah, but like, it's not. <laughs> I've seen a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, so I'm just so curious, like, you know, when you talk about micro habits for small business owners, what are some of the key 
micro habits that you see or you try to develop that that tell people this is successful? One that comes up early and often is set aside time for yourself. When I don't so set aside a- time for myself, I will take oh. time from somebody else. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Every time. <laughs> yeah. And so micro habits for me mean the minute I roll out of bed, I turn on a meditation. Three to five minutes does it for me. Shortly after that, I read something that inspires me. Could be a paragraph, could be five pages, could be a chapter, could be whatever. I journal about what I've noticed from my meditation and from my writings. I like drink some water. You know, Miracle Morning's powerful and Tim Ferriss has got, you know, all the things about (laughs) productivity and atomic habits, right? Speaks to this too. But like the power of letting our habits be routinized, you know, how many people forget to brush their teeth? It's not many. It's just like you do it. You don't have to think about it, right? There are things we can put on autopilot. And especially like if we're setting aside time for ourselves to get fresh. Because every business owner has a heart like this big, which is why you got into business in the first place is to help all these people. But like you cannot give from empty shelves. Yeah. You got to have inventory. So like (laughs) set aside some time for yourself to have inventory. And if that's like a 15 minute buffer before your lunch and after your lunch, do that. It's a micro habit. Like tell somebody you'll be on a call 15 minutes later than you think. This is part of committing to less and nailing it. This is part of under promising and over delivering. Yeah, 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 man. That's um that's that's one big thing that we talk about like time management, energy management. And and I don't really use time management anymore. I actually got called out on this by a buddy of mine the other day, but you know, it's it's about like where you put your energy and being intentional with where you put your energy, right? Um And so you talk about, so relationships, right? And having these relationships. So what do you look for in like, um, like a positive relationship? So, you know, you have relationships with yourself, you have relationships with your business, you have relationships with your spouses and your friends and all these things. And I mean, at some point, does it become too much? Do you have, do you have to consolidate or like, you know, or, 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 or does your micro habits like govern all of these relationships? You know, I'm curious. That's a great question, man. Part of it, I think like different people are in different seasons. Sure. You know, and sometimes when we look at that emotional capital graph, you know, where's my time and energy going? Like some seasons, it's like 80% of my stuff's going into the business, right? Cause we got this new build and we got this new project and we got stuff to get out the door and we, you know, we get to fulfill what we promised the clients. Mm-hmm. sometimes it flexes back right like we just had a spring break experience this weekend where my phone went in the drawer for the day and it was just like i'm not available like the only thing i'm available for in this moment is whatever my son has planned for spring break today that's it cool <laughs> cool you know and if you're looking at my emotional capital graph it's like 100 my son tanner yeah you know and whatever he's planned for us today which for him was like some Mario Odyssey and we got, you know, 87 power moons and then he wanted to go to Dairy Queen. And then after Dairy Queen, he wanted to go to Chick-fil-A and after Chick-fil-A, he wanted to go to Sonic. And he like, <laughs> you know, tried like to crush more runner. ice cream in a day than I've ever seen. And he totally did. Yeah. Like, Get it. Yeah. Tanner. <laughs> That's cool. And so like being flexible with like their seasons, you know, their temporary yeah. seasons of imbalance for the business. There are temporary seasons of imbalance with spouse. There are seasons with kids. And, you know, it's, 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 we can try and create the hierarchy, you know, of like, well, is God first and then family or is it family (laughs) and then God? And then like, well, if I'm doing a worship thing, where does that fit? And like, where does business fit? And it's like, yeah, yeah. If I'm looking at this, like, there's always going to be, yeah, that's a good point. Priority, but like, what if not everything has to be on a ladder? Like, what if it's horizontal? Like, You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I put yeah. a, a bit, when I'm super present with my wife, 
what if that act is building a little habit inside me that says, I will also be really present with a client. Like if I build the habit to have one conversation at a time and complete it, that's going to ripple through business. That's going to ripple through my kids. That's going to ripple through my wife, right? If I'm trying to have three conversations all at the same time and I'm on my DMs all night and I'm trying to talk to my spouse and I'm trying to talk to my kids, like I'm doing neither of those three things well. <laughs> yeah. I'm shortchanging all of those people. So like what kind of agreements can I put in place for like, okay, here's the time for complete and utter presence with spouse. Here's the time for complete utter presence with kids. Here is the time that I'm going to hammer DMs. Yeah. And to live in this way, it's like I'm not living like I'm running behind anymore. And this is going to show up in profit, I guarantee you. I'm living from this place of integrity, of telling the truth, of committing to less. And they yeah. yeah, so so committing to less, uh, both both like calendar-wise and energy-wise right. is what I'm hearing say, right? What? Oh, man. Christopher Stubbs. If y'all don't know Christopher Stubbs, go find Christopher Stubbs like immediately. Um, I asked him to coffee for like three years. And he said, no, consistently. Yeah. And it was like, it totally changed my life because it was the most compassionate thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> it was always like, hey, I'm really honored you asked me. Right now, my bandwidth is really full. I'm deeply committed to a number of things. And not right now. Oh, yeah. And it was just that. And it was given in love. And it was like the most refreshing no I've ever experienced. It felt <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I, I deeply respect him to this day for just saying like, it's, it's not a win for me right now. I'm committed to other things. It's like, oh, yeah. man, I can respect that. that like it was right. so inspiring to me. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Like the power so just of being a compassionate, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and uh, yeah, being, yeah, just being totally upfront with people and just, you know, kind of saying it how it is. Um, I've gotten those too. <laughs> I've gotten like, yeah. I've, I mean, I it, when I do my podcast, I, tr I, you know, I try to go for whales every once in a while. You know, I yeah. try to go for big guys, Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Gooden, Jay Shetty, Tom Billu. Like I try to go for them, and I get no's all the time. And, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and some are more compassionate than others, right. uh, but, uh, but I get it, you know, like I'm never, I'm never, I never hate, like, uh, he said, no, I'm not, I'm going to stop listening to his stuff. I'd be like, I'd probably say no too. Like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You know? So I think it's like, I think that, uh, I went off on a tangent, but I'm always looking at ways, like when, when I talk to guests, um, who are really knowledgeable, like yourself, I always look at ways that you can, that people can like take this and run with it because in life, like all you have is, is how you respond and how you re react to situations or not react to situations. Like what you do next is, is all you have in life. And I think it's just really important. Like, you know, that you, that we, that we take those and, and you know, like that, like for three years, he said, no, it's like, but then he eventually says yes. Right. I'm sure. Did he? He did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that was awesome too but yeah like, you're like finally <laughs> like that relationship got built because he was honest from day one and it was like whoa i want to be in this dude's space like no matter what yeah and i have a similar standard of integrity and he felt the same way and like building relationships on that foundation is so energizing because i can trust him to say what's true and he can trust me to say what's true like we don't have to hide anything it feels amazing so like, you know, we're talking about application for listeners, like let's jump straight to it. One of my dear friends, dad died suddenly. And I see, you know, death happens all the time. I've worked in hospice. I watched 800 people die. Like it happens a lot. And for whatever reason, like it impacted me so much to see him like grieve so hard because his dad was so relational. Mm. And like nobody gets, and his dad was on a ventilator for like two weeks and stuff and went unconscious. And there were these moments of like, 
I wish I would have worked less and I wish I would have told my dad that I loved him before he went under. Mm-hmm. And so like practical application, like, you know, if we talk about deathbed goals, like what mm-hmm. has to happen for you to be free and easy and clean at death? Yeah. And like, can I live from that place right now today? If I want to feel energized? Yeah, I have to. You know, like for anybody listening right now, here's the exercise. There's one person you need to send a text to. Take the first name that comes to you, write it down. And either right now as you're listening, (laughs) send that text. Or by the time we finish, send that text. Please connect to this. (laughs) Whatever name came to you, like take that action. And I got my name. I got my name. <laughs> right. So y'all like send the t- like relationships yeah. are the point. Without relationships, yeah. Why be in business? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I'm there with you. I one of my favorite things when I'm teaching sales is and training in sales is like, or just like selling in general, is like this art of connection and like mm-hmm. connecting with people, right? Um, because you know, in sales, like it is, it is a lot of relationships, but we have to figure out like salespeople and business owners who are like doing this thing. Like sometimes you have to figure out how to connect, um, like quicker than developing a relationship. Right. Cause like sure. rela- when I hear relationship, that's long-term and it should be long-term by the way. And I think that sales is a long game and business is a long game, but to like win that relationship, I think connecting with a person is like how you, how you start and and how do you connect with people like that? My thing is empathy, right? Like, Mm. you know, how do you just, yeah. And I'm not perfect at it. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, and I don't think anybody ever will be, but I think the point is, is when you focus on just like living with integrity and like living with this, with this idea, right. That that's like a very stoic principle for me, like memento mori. Right. Like, remember, you will die. Like, if this is the last conversation that I've ever, that I ever have on this earth, like, how do you want to leave it? Yeah. Like, did I go yeah. full out? Like, did I say yeah. I love you when I felt I love you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? With parents, with kids, with whoever. Like, dude, I was at, I walked into Whole Foods Market the other day. It was like <laughs> 7.04, you know, I was on a quest to get my wife's celery for her detox <laughs> thing. Yeah. And the dude stocking the celery was just like, hey like lit up like <laughs> eye contact i was just like what it's seven in the morning dude like i don't know what he's on but i want some of it like right <laughs> it totally changed my day and like you better believe yeah. i'm coming back to whole foods and it's like like you said you know relationship can yeah. be long term but like this was a moment how many people is he, is he gonna see in a day right 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 no, right and like, that, like that connection that happens that makes you that makes you say like i'm coming back to whole foods for sure right yeah like that's that's what makes life worth living right that's that's the high of business that's the high of like i'm connecting customers with value they really wanted this thing they had this problem and i get to provide a solution is there anything cooler in the world right that i get to do than like provide (laughs) solutions and massive value to people yeah whether that's like connecting me with celery or whether that's like (laughs) you know i'm adding 30k to clients like it's all the same it's these it's these human interactions. It's these brief moments of presence. Yeah. That like make life so freaking good. Yeah. I like that you said that moments of presence because for me, that's, that's what it is. It's like being present, being with whoever. And I heard, you know, I I mentioned his name earlier, but I heard Jay Shetty say that one time and how he was like, um, people don't want a hundred percent of my time. They want a hundred percent of my energy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, he said that. I was like, dang, he's like, so he's like, you don't want me for five. He's like, you don't want half of my energy for an hour. You right. want all of my, yeah, you want all of my energy. And he's like, yeah, and so I've, sometimes I'm, I mean, my yeah, DMs, goes, I'm trying to talk to my kids. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to my wife. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah all yeah, of yeah. you. Yeah. All, and so he's like, and so he said something really cool. He was like, all of me sometimes requires that you only get me for five minutes or one minute or not today. 
Like you want all of my energy. I can't do it today. You know what I mean? And so when, when that, when that switched for me, when he said that, that's when it switched for me was, uh, he was like, you don't want 60 minutes of my time. You want 60 minutes of me. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, that is cool. I was like, yeah, you're right. Shoot. (laughs) Right. And at what level is Jay Shetty valuing himself? To be able to say when he thinks in that way, right? Like that's what gets me lit too. Like, yo, I get to value myself at this level of like my presence is precious. Yeah. Yeah. So I could be a real intention with where my presence is going. Right. If if I'm going to watch a whole bunch of like, basketball clips like cool set a timer and be all in on youtube basketball clips you know <laughs> i think that's it right i think it's like like giving your full energy where it needs to be you know and then and then obviously you, you know you gotta you gotta prioritize and do all that stuff i i uh <clears throat> i read i read a book called the one thing and he talked mm-hmm. about you know what's the one thing i need to do next i th- i think i read that book really er- early on in my career and i never took another time management class ever again like, <laughs> like when i learned it. how to answer yeah i'm like that's the question like what what's the one thing i can do right now to make everything easier or obsolete all right that's what you know okay <laughs> you know and and uh so i think so i think that part's i think that part's great so let me ask you this i i like to go into people's story um yeah i mean we that intro usually lasts like 10, 15 minutes, but sometimes it goes 35 like it did today. But I'm curious, like what, what got you into coaching? What, uh, what made you take this path? Um, you know, I know from previous conversations with you, you were in a different, and you mentioned earlier in this conversation, you were in hospice, you were in a different profession, but s- something clicked, made you switch. I'm curious. Yeah. So I went to college for a music degree drums okay <laughs> thought i was gonna be a band teacher um i've always nothing wrong. yeah nothing wrong always with the band coach teacher. no matter where i've yeah. been <clears throat> and i was working in hospice uh sitting bedside with folks bringing music to the bedside uh working as a chaplain spiritual services uh, looking for meaning looking for purpose and just listening crying with people when it was time to cry, being scared to die when it was being scared to die, being freaking pissed when it was time to be angry, being joyful when it was time to be joyful. Like it was one of the most sacred experiences of my, those seven years, like deeply, deeply, deeply formative. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed with, with the dying process was like, nobody... I mean, some people talked about like, yeah, he did such and such in his career. And, you know, he made an airplane like built from scratch an airplane. And here's all the pictures, you know, Yeah. every single one of them. It was so much more about like presence and holding their hand and breathing with them until there were no more breaths. And for some families that ripped them apart. Hmm. And I started noticing these deficits in like, as Americans, we are not comfortable with emotion. Yeah. I, I, well, and when you talk about death, like we're just so far away from death. that We're like, not comfortable with death. Period. I love medicine. I love Western medicine. Deeply grateful yeah. for it. <laughs> so much of it is driven by we're afraid of death. Oh yeah, I I I was gonna say like what you said and what I've said it before out loud and I and I'll stand by it, but like, you know, what, what you know a hundred years ago, what was our average lifespan? Not eighty seven, right? You know what I'm saying? Hundred and fifty years ago is probably like forty or 50, like 30, 40, 50, right in there, thirty five, right. forty five, something like that, give or take. And the further we get away. The further we live, I mean, obviously, and I mean, it makes sense, right? The further we live, the further away from death we get and the more uncomfortable it becomes, right? Like people are like, oh, if I get hurt, I'll just go to a hospital. And yeah, and I'm on your side, like hospitals are great. But I don't think that's the point. That's not the point like you and I are trying to make. Like where's the quality of life? Exactly. Amen. Where's the connection with another mammal, another human being? Yep. And how, you know, yes, we fight for life. And as I watch people get comfortable with death and as I got comfortable with death, like it helped me get comfortable with emotion. And this is part of what, you know, I started seeing this deficit of like, 
People are super uncomfortable with endings and death. People are super uncomfortable with emotion. And like every single person at end of life wishes they would have done their relationships differently. Yeah. And it was like, yo, I like, I feel called to make waves in this and get to it earlier. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And so that's what led into coaching and that's what led to play in the relationship space. And that's what led into like, like, yeah, we can focus on profit and strategy and sales and that's a super fun game. And at the same time, like it's so deeply rooted in people. And if I'm not taking care of business at home, what is the point? Yeah. 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 Well, and like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, if you're the same things that make you successful there, make you successful in your business. And I've seen it like when you're not doing the things that like these micro habits, if you're not doing the things that make you successful in your life, they're probably not translating into the things that make you successful in your business. And that's the thing with, with, you know, I love, I love James Clear's book, right? We mentioned it, Atomic Habits. But this is something that I always struggled with in sales because I'm, like I said, I'm very stoic. And, and the one thing there is like the, one of the main things is realizing the paradox of control, which is like Mm -hmm. the less you realize you have, the more you gain. And you, and, and when you start to learn what you can control, you realize it's very little, like so much less than what you thought it was. You know what I mean? Right. And And like uh, our kids break that out of us. Yeah. (laughs) Man, watching yeah, my absolutely. kids hurt, that's like a whole different Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. But well, and and I mean and and I was having a conversation with this on on another podcast like the hardest thing he was like becoming a new parent. Um his wife was pregnant at the time. He's like talking about fatherhood. I'm like, I don't know if you should be asking me these questions. But I've learned that one of the hardest things about being a dad is is realizing that you can't step in in certain places like you know it's like a football coach right like we always have like the our football coach your your wrestling or your band coach whoever would say like i can't do it for you and we would always just be like we'd always just like take that lightly like oh yeah that'd be funny if coach ran out in football pads and started playing with 18 year olds right like he he jumps in at right guard and just like right 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 and and we think like oh we think that can't means won't right you know what I'm saying? But that can't means like cannot. Like he's on the sideline. Yeah. Like literally like there's a line there. There's a like there's a penalty wall. when he comes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. A penalty. But like you can't like I can I can try to do stuff and like. But there's some things that you can't do. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't do it. And uh, it's just that that's the hardest. That was the hardest lesson for me to learn. Because you want to just get in and fix everything, right? Like we're dudes, we got to fix everything. Deeply relate. <laughs> Deeply relate. Yeah, one of my favorite videos is that video. It's not about the nail. It's super famous. <laughs> With you know, the... Super famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl has the nail. She's like, my head hurts, and the guy's like, well, you have a nail in your head, and that just teaches you about um, communication. <laughs> if I could just fix you, then you wouldn't yeah, have emotion, and everything would be fine. <laughs> of course. It's a great video. I love that. I love what you mentioned. You know, you talk about sales training and how like the connection has to happen mm-hmm. before you invite somebody in some kind of exchange. Yeah. Cause like so much of our society is built on taking. Right. And then, so it's built, yeah. you know, housing's doing whatever it's doing right now. And it's like crazy competitive and it's like families are fighting other families for space. Oh. And it's like, <laughs> This doesn't have yeah. to happen. Like there are other options <laughs> yeah. here. Like it's a really big world and a lot of us have really big houses and there's like every contractor yeah. I know has been like busting it. Yeah. For like 18 months trying to get yeah, stuff. They, like yeah. there's no yeah. shortage of resources here. Like the only lack is up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and just realizing the like like you can't control, you know, I, I interview a lot of amazing people and, and one phrase I hear over and over again that I just heard recently was like, you know, everything happened exactly how it was supposed to happen. Or like, you know, my grandpa used to say, uh, you, and he said this from a church pulpit and he would say like, you are where you're supposed to be. And he was reminding all of us that we were supposed to be at church. But as I got older, I realized that that statement was like, like 
for life. Like you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Like, like we're on time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are I, on time. <laughs> Russell Brunson posted something the other day that was like yes. average millionaire age is 55 and average CEO age is 57. And it's just the bottom yeah. is just like, Hey, good things take a while to cook. Like keep at it. Yeah. 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 Amen. Like, Amen. You know, we're right. We're, we're supposed to be like, yeah, yeah grandpa, exactly. you know, like we're, <laughs> like we're right on time. Yeah. You know, the only question is like, check in with self, check in with God. Like what is yeah. the next step? Where do we go right. from here? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of this is very intuitive. You know, I, I, you read those posts all the time. They're like, I don't, no one can tell you where you, where you're supposed to be next. And uh, you know, there's a lot of truth to that because I've just seen one th- Another thing I've learned in these episodes is like, I've, I've never, I've never, I've never heard somebody once say th- that what they were doing at the time I was talking to them was exactly what they planned to be doing. Like I, I knew exactly, <laughs> I was, you know what I mean? Like I go, how'd you start this business? They're like, wild story, man. I right. actually didn't know I, this fell in my lap or like I took a wrong turn because I had, you know, because I had to go to the bathroom and boom, there it was. You know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah, never. We were, yeah. we were in disaster, and it was like the one way to get the bills. Like this is my one chance, you know, yeah. back against the ropes. Like we had to do it. Like if we hadn't right. been broke, we wouldn't have even started this thing. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Like I've never met an entrepreneur on or off the podcast who said like, nope, this was in te- like I when I was five, I had this written out. You know what I mean? Like it was never or like when I was 18 or when I was 25, like I had this written out and I knew exactly what was, you know, I've never, ever. And so, yeah, you're right. Like you just never know what's going to happen. And so just be here. You know, you're like, OK, it's it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all going to be fine. It'll be fine. Like it comes. I, I wrote this. I, um, I wrote this, but one of my favorite passages in. In the Bible or you know scripture whatever uh and it's actually found a few other places but and it came to pass like that's one of my favorite ones like it because like it always passes like good things <laughs> bad things terrible things excellent thing Disneyland or eviction it all it all passes every right? wave is gonna break <laughs> yeah it's got to it's got it has to um and so it's just having that relationship and you know relationship with like fate you know, like, cause I, 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 you know, my relationship with, with God is, is unique. Um, I, I don't think that, and I, and I'm, and I imagine from our conversations that you'd probably agree with me, but I don't think he's like a puppet master and I don't think he has a sick sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just think that fate is, you know, it's part of it is like this relationship with fate, like things are going to happen and I'm just going to have to learn how to accept it. Right. I love what you said about control, man. Like, that's it. Like, the more <laughs> I let go of the illusion of control. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. control of my wife, control of my kids, control of my business, control of my clients' yeah. outcomes. Like, all I can yeah. do is serve. All I can do is ask, like, hey, what's next? Yeah, exactly. You know, show I, me I where remember. To add value next. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I remember having a conversation with, I was like a new dad and I had a buddy. And we, we were eating at Buffalo Wild Wings and he was like, you know, he, he brought up kids. Like I never asked somebody if they're going to have kids. Cause I just, you know, I mean, I just, yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah, it all up to you, man. I, you know, but he, he brought it up and he was like, and I, you know, and I heard from, from a, you know, probably one of my books or whatever. He was like, how do you raise your kids? And I was like, man, you know, I don't know if you do raise kids. Like I'm from Iowa. Like you raise corn and cattle <laughs> you know beef, I mean? yeah. like yeah you raise those kinds of things i'm like but kids are just you know i've had a, i have a son and a daughter and they are so different from each other and i don't parent them really any different <laughs> but they're completely different people and they're different from me <laughs> and i'm like all right it's wild was, and then was you, the... go yeah ahead. go ahead no 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 go ahead i was curious what is like the coolest thing your daughter brought you in the last two weeks. Oh, what she brought. Oh, okay. Yeah. She brings me. It's not, it wasn't one specific thing, but when we're, when we're having conversations or she's doing alone time, she always brings me drawings. 
Like that's her thing. She just the dad. I drew you this, dad. I, and I got a bunch of them, right? It's like her heart on a page. Like here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And you know, always, I'm proud of you. It looks beautiful. I love it because it's not about the what's on the page. It's about the the exchange meaning. Yeah, it's about the, yeah, it's about the time, right? Like <laughs> I never got on board with like this is a bad drawing. Why don't you tell her it's a bad drawing? Because I don't. Because it's not a bad drawing. Like this is a, an expression, right? Like I've seen. I saw a Banksy sell for millions of dollars and then shred automatically when it got, and people still, and then it got, and actually gained more value. Okay. Like he ruined it on purpose. Right. <laughs> and they charged more for it afterwards. <laughs> it's bananas, but it's cool. Like it's just this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That it, so that's it. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of those and it's wonderful and, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> so so that's it man i i think that uh i think we've had an amazing conversation a lot to unpack i love these conversations we can we can touch on really good topics and also keep it light so i love that but before i let you go um tell everybody where they can find you how they can if they you know looking for your services where they can where they can go to read more of your stuff and learn more Best place would be to have a conversation with me. Absolutely. That's, that's my favorite. Let's, let's be face to face. Let's even if it's zoom to zoom, uh, yeah. start there. Um, you can find me Daniel Adams on Facebook. Um, if that doesn't work for whatever reason, www.theintimacybridge.com. You can read about what clients are creating. You can read about, what coaching could look like. You can read about my wife and I and our wild journey through this life and through marriage <laughs> and through business. And, cool. Um, yeah, that's a great spot. Perfect. Um, well, thank you so much for being on, Daniel. Really appreciate you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the kindness I feel from you, your wealth of knowledge, depth. Absolutely. All of it. <laughs>